Rest doesn't have to be a four-letter word. If you feel like you're about to break from exhaustion, let me invite you to Simply Sabbath, a podcast for the burnt-out Christian mom who longs to get back to the core of who she is and to reclaim the deep joy and stabilizing peace Jesus has for her in her every day without the mom guilt that often accompanies self-care practices. Hi, my name is Rachel Fehrenbach, and I help busy moms just like you add a simple rest-filled family Sabbath to their week so they can experience a refueling that gives them exactly what they need to live the life that God has called them to. I'm so glad you've joined me today. Let's get to it. My guest today is Anna Kettle, and Anna is no stranger to this conversation of breath. In fact, she recently published a book last year called Sand Between Your Toes, Inspiration for a Slower, Simpler, and More Soulful Life. She is a slow living advocate, a lover of coffee and conversation, and a big believer in the healing power of words. She is a podcaster and award-winning marketing professional, and I'm so excited to have her today on the podcast. I know she has a beautiful perspective on this idea of rest, and I'm excited to have her um, have her share that with you. So, Anna, before we really dive in, do you want to share a little bit more about you and your family and where you live and all those things? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I also want to say it's really great to be on the podcast. Like, I love what you're doing on this show, so it's really cool to be here. Um, yeah, so I'm Anna Kettle and I live, as you'll probably recognise from the accent, in the UK. I live in the north of England uh, in a city called Liverpool. And I, um, yeah, I work in marketing as a day job and I blog and write um, books on the side. I'm a mum to one little boy who's just turned seven years old. He's called Ben and he's lovely. And yeah, and my husband runs a music um production and um promotion company here so yeah life's pretty pretty busy we always have plenty going on I always love following you on Instagram and all the cool places you guys get to visit in your city your city just seems like a really cool one to, yeah um, it's to good, get to live it's in good. yeah it, Liverpool's um Liverpool's kind of it's waterfront city so it's really beautiful um yeah. you're right on the waterfront and but it's also got a lot of culture and heritage you know like the Beatles come from there it's a big like football city it's a big music city yeah it's got a big eating city like lots of good food and drink places so yeah it's got lots going on which we like I was gonna say those are like some fun things you can do on your Sabbath <laughs> like like when you take those times of rest with your family it's like let's just enjoy what you know the city has to offer and play and yeah the things well um let's start our conversation with um how do you define Sabbath what does Sabbath mean to you so for me, Sabbath really at the core is a day of rest, um, which I think is probably how most people would define it. But for me, I guess that that's, depends how you define rest. So it's what, it's a day of whatever you think of as rest and whatever is restful for you. So, you know, because I think rest can be look and feel different for different people, depending how you're wired. What's worked to one person as restful for someone else or as life bringing for someone else. So... Yeah, so for me, it's really a stepping away from whatever work you do or whatever your normal week is filled with, whatever kind of work you normally do. Um, it's that stepping away to kind of rest, but not just physically rest, it's about resting your soul. And I think that soul part's really important for me. 
So, you know, I think we, in this day and age, we all know that you can be physically still, but still your mind's whirling at 100 miles an hour with a thousand things you've got to do, or you're scrolling through, you know, social media, and there's like just loads going on in your head still. And, you know, you you can be still, but not rested. And, and so for me, it's very much about that soul rest, what actually stills you and allows your soul to breathe and gives you space to kind of recuperate. So um, how did you kind of, I, you've mentioned you guys kind of have a busy life and busy lifestyle. Um, how did you get to this journey of practicing a Sabbath and a time of rest? Um, was it natural progression or was it something you had to like say, nope, we're putting a line down. We're going to say, this is what we're doing. Well, to be honest, it's been a bit of a journey for me, Rachel. So I obviously I've been a Christian my whole life. My dad's a church pastor, so I'm a pastor's kid. So I've always been around church, PK as people call it now. Um, but I'd I'd never actually practiced Sabbath growing up. Like, you know, as a child, of course, we always went to church on Sundays, but because of dad's job, like Sundays were always a really busy day. So we kind of did church and that was kind of the Sabbath, but I guess. But it was always a busy day, like dad was working and we'd always have people over and there was lots going on. And so and that and that's kind of the way I continued to treat Sabbath as an adult, like moving into adulthood. I didn't really practice it um, in the way that I do now. And so life just sort of puddled along and was fine. And then it was only really when I became a mother um, and I hit a real season of burnout. And it was because I went back to work after having my son. And I basically tried to squeeze motherhood into the cracks of everything else we were already doing. And as you said, like we we're quite outgoing people, quite sociable. We do lots and then working full time and then trying to be a mum and all of those other things. And then writing all of these other bits we do on the side. And yeah, it was like I was just trying to squeeze motherhood into an already full life and it just didn't work. And so for me, it was like it, that was the first time that. Um, cracks started to show a little bit and I realized that I wasn't coping well and that um, actually just trying to add motherhood into everything else was a bit of a recipe for disaster I was starting to get quite stressed and overtired and not really bringing the best of myself home to the people that I love the most in my own household quite often at the end of the day and so I began to kind of realize that I needed to do something different and slow down the pace of life and so it began a whole journey for me around reading lots about the whole thing of rest and Sabbath, about blogging and writing about it and just thinking about it a lot and really wrestling with God and with the idea of how does it look to live in a hurried modern modern culture that we live in and that we all, you know, we have to, you know, most of us have to work, we have to be, you know, have to be available for our kids, we want to be, you know, but how does rest fit into all of that? And particularly in that season of motherhood when you've got littles and you know what that's like, Rachel, you've got a few. So, <laughs> so yeah, it, it, for me, it was like that kind of how does rest look when in that always on culture that we live in? Um, and so, yeah, that was where I began to wrestle with it all. And actually the idea of Sabbath was one that kept coming back to me as I started reading different people's books on the subject and um, and I mean, also just looking in scripture, it's just repeated so much, isn't it? Um, you know, that whole idea of scripture, it's like, hmm, maybe there's something actually in this, you know, God keeps talking about it, the people of God keep practicing it, maybe there's something in this sort of like, almost what we tend to think now of as quite a, you know, historical thing, rather than something that we do every day, most of us. Um, 
yeah so so that was kind of the background for me and then um yeah so we just began sort of experimenting with it and thinking about it and sort of exploring different ways that we could rest together as a family and then actually like if we were to do a sabbath as a family how would that look for us um and so that was the journey really and actually I was blogging so much about it at the time that was where the book that you mentioned my my devotional which is all about slowing down and resting that's where it came from like it was all all of the content in that book spilled out of my kind of musings and bloggings on in that season about how do we live in that rest so yeah beautiful I love how organically it came out of a realization that you were not bringing your best home Mm-hmm. to the people that you loved and you should be giving your best to, but you were so burnt out. You couldn't do that well. And yeah. recognizing that, I think that takes a lot of courage and a lot of bravery to give yourself the permission to say, I'm not doing my best, but I want to, so I'm going to have to make a change. And that's hard. That's hard to say that to stop the wheels that are just going, 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 that maybe you've been in um, a pattern of for a really long time to then pull back and say, it's okay for it to go a different direction. That takes a lot of courage to do that and give yourself that permission. When you guys, um, I want to circle back to what you had said about being a PK and that Sundays were considered Sabbath, but in your mind, it was associated with work. And I think that's really, um, especially for people who are in ministry, who are pastors, who are pastor's wives, pastor kids, to recognize that that is a day of work for you. Christian um, worship on a Sunday for you, you are facilitating that for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really important to take a day separate from that. Um, I follow a couple of people, writers who that is the situation for them. They are pastor's wives and they're like, Sunday is not our day of rest, but Saturday is, or Sunday is not our day of rest, but we make sure to do it on Monday. And, um, I just think that's a really important thing to note that something that the rest of the world considers a restful day might not be that for you. I'm thinking of people in like retail even, right. Like who for them, they have to work a weekend and, but for the rest of the world, that's a day off. Right. And so it's that we have to, um, take a look at our weeks, take a look at what our personal situation is because Sabbath is no longer a community um, mm. executed practice, right? We're not like yeah, the Israelites, right. you know, the Israelites back, that was part of their culture. Everybody took that day off at the same time. And so um, for us, it has to be a little bit more individualistic because yeah. our modern day culture doesn't function the same way. And so I thought that was a really important point that you yeah. had made. When you guys decided that you're going to start practicing something as a family, what did, what did you come to an agreement about like what that would look like? What, what does it look like in your everyday? Um, I think it's something that's grown over time. So like, I don't think, I think we all agreed that we needed to do something that was around rest. I don't think we initially used the word Sabbath. Like, I, I don't think we said, when are we going to Sabbath? I think yeah. we just said we need to do something. We need to have a day of rest in all week. That's like a, just a shifting of gear, a changing of pace in all week mm-hmm. um, where we just slow down and take stock. And it's a day of, yeah, uh, just re- recentering and re-energizing and that kind of thing. Um, and so I think it's something that's grown over time. And I don't think we had a master plan on day one. I think we've just 
kind of try try it was been trial and error really we've like tried things and some things have worked well and some things haven't and like you say it has been really fluid for us so I think even now we're pretty fluid even though we've been a few years into this now but we're pretty fluid on what sabbath day looks like so for us often I think like yourself Rachel it starts on a Friday night and then we'll do it till Saturday evening and like for us we'll quite often tend to start with a family meal together maybe light a candle just as a focal point Mm -hmm. pray together and just chat and and chat about what we want to do that weekend and how we want to rest together or um but then there's other weekends where maybe one of us is away with work on the Friday so we're not back or um you know or we've got like in a couple of weeks it's Easter and so we're visiting family for a weekend so actually mm-hmm. we're staying at my sister's house and you know like life happens doesn't it sometimes we'll have you know things going on that mean actually we can't do it like that and so sometimes we'll shift the day uh, like so we're very fluid about whether we do it on a sat- like Saturday as a day of rest or Sunday um mm-hmm. and sometimes to be honest we don't we don't 100% always manage it at all. Like there are some weeks where it just doesn't happen for whatever reason. And so we, I would say we Sabbath very imperfectly as a family. And I'm okay with that now. I kind of feel like there's grace for that. And like God yeah. really sees our heart that we're trying to kind of live rest as a lifestyle, but it's, it's imperfect. And yeah. And so if anyone else is listening and feels like, oh my gosh, it's too much, like, I think it's okay to be imperfect about it and actually God just sees the heart um, but also we're fairly fluid in terms of what we do with the day so like some some days as you've said like we we might just choose to have a fun day out as a family and I think for us it this is where it's really individualistic in terms of not just your kind of life stage and what you do but also how you're wired as a person so for me and both my boys my husband and my son we're all quite outgoing type of people mm. we're all people that are natural extroverts I think and are energized by being around others so for us to go out and do stuff and be busy is more energizing not right. being busy sorry that sounds wrong but but doing something that's, that's having like doing that's, activity you mean like yeah you're talking about social activities or activities okay. outside of the home whereas yeah, maybe if somebody like, with a little bit more of an introverted personality they might want to do something an activity within their home yeah and alone exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly so for us it's very it's not always um and it rarely is actually closing the door to the world and yeah. kind of having loads of quiet time um for us it's mostly going out having a fun day out somewhere um going for a walk going out to do something going out to eat rather than you know kind of spending the whole weekend cooking for others um it might be we might occasionally have a slower day where we just take some time for ourselves but you know also because um even the way even the way um our churches so we have um we have a church sort of rhythm which goes three weeks there's a service and on the fourth week it's scattered which basically means we're like church in the community and so we have small groups in our neighborhoods and so on that scatter week there's no church Sunday service to go with so we might sabbath on the sunday that week and actually it will look like meeting up with some friends for brunch or lunch like a few other families in the neighborhood who who are christians too and maybe hanging out with them or having a picnic in the park and the kids i love that so it's very varied and um yeah no i like you know why i love that so much because i think i i know i know i just talked about 
being individualized within mm-hmm. our Sabbath practices, right? Having to figure out which day works best for us. But um, I do feel like we sometimes miss out on that community piece of Sabbath of just being mm-hmm. with other people and there's no expectation. You know, we might have things like Bible study or, or prayer groups or stuff like that, but there's like a purpose to those and there's like mm-hmm. a focus point. And I think what you're talking about is more like, let's just gather together and yeah. just be together and enjoy life together. And I think we don't get enough of that in our weeks, you know? Yeah, I think, and I think, um, you know, that whole thing of like, let's just gather, let's just be community or like extended family together. Um, Let's just have some fun. I mean, now more than ever, I think, after we've had so much social isolation over the last couple of years with COVID and everything, it just, for me, I feel like a lot of people are really hungry for that right now. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's sometimes how it looks for us to Sabbath. But as I say, it's very varied. Sometimes we might go to the cinema. Sometimes we, you know, might eat out. It's Sometimes we might go for a swim or, you know, like whatever we fancy doing, go to the beach because we live near the coastline. And it just depends. But like for us, I guess the key principles are that it's like something that's to do with stopping work or whatever looks like work in the normal week so it's not doing that stuff so for me I have to be very disciplined that I'm not I'm not on social media I'm not blogging I'm not writing I'm not doing any of that stuff as well as not being at at my sort of nine-to-five day job Mm -hmm. Um, so it's about stopping work and it's about finding things that we enjoy as ways to rest mm-hmm. so it's finding the rest and the kind of rest that's life-giving and enjoy, like something and I guess the other things are that it's um yeah that it's about also about practicing delight so you know it's that oh, sense of like yeah. like when God rested he said you know I don't believe God rested because he was tired after oh I world. totally agree with you, you know, on God doesn't grow tired but I <laughs> he doesn't it was, yeah I, so I think the reason that he stepped back and rested was to enjoy all that he created and all that mm-hmm. he'd done and you know it says that he you know after he created something he saw that it was good right and, you know, when you read that Genesis scripture and for me that's a really key component as well so it's like that sense of practicing delight and mm-hmm. delighting in the world around us and you know it almost goes back to what you're saying initially about living in the city and having lots of fun and enjoying where you are wherever God's placed you and yeah, and I think that's part of it. It's taking time out of being productive and doing lots to just right. be and enjoy and see that what's around you is good. And that for me is really key as well because I'm I'm an Enneagram three, if you know the Enneagram. And um like that's a very driven type of personality. So mm-hmm. I can always be on and I could if given half a chance, I would be producing nonstop, mm-hmm. you know, seven days a week. And but God says, no, don't do that do that for six days on the seventh day step back and enjoy it and delight in what you've done and trust me and know that that's enough that you can stop now and just be and just and enjoy and practicing delight you know and that's also about being with God isn't it like delight in God's world and the world around us but actually it's just it's also just about being grateful and knowing that yeah just that's being a bit stiller in our souls and yeah so for me all of that is wrapped up in it as well you just said so many wonderful things. I'm like furiously <laughs> taking notes over here going, I want to come back to this, 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 and this. Um, but I, I do agree with what you're saying about it being delighting with the Lord and um, delighting in the things that we, um, that we're producing. Because I think sometimes it's that whole like stop and smell the roses kind of, you know, phrase. It's like, if you're just going, going, going and producing, 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 but never 
enjoying the things that you've just produced or never getting to enjoy the things that others have produced, then what's the point of producing, right? Like what's the point of creating if there's no one to enjoy the creation? And I think that when God worked those six days and then rested the seventh, he modeled for us. It's not just about the creating part. It's about the enjoyment of that creation and being designed in his image. I think we really need to take hold of that and really um, like lean into that model of that example and execute you know, we are to create, we are to work. That's how we've been designed, but we are also to enjoy that creation. Um, so I just loved that, that phrase that you use. And I also enjoyed the phrase that you used a lifestyle of rest. That to me just sums up what we're talking about here. This lifestyle of working these six days, but then this one day of just, of just resting and enjoy and that this is woven into the very fabric of your life, right? That this is just something that we do as a family, as an individual. Um, so you also talked about how you do it imperfectly, which I laughed at when you said, because I just had this conversation with my husband. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I should be doing this podcast on Sabbath. I do not do this very well every week. And he's like, well, don't you think that why you should do it. Like it's that imperfect practice. Like people need to hear that, that it's not, mm-hmm. you know, if we were perfect, we wouldn't have to have yeah. practice. You know, the practice. I have exactly the same conversation all the time. People like, I'm like, I'm the wrong person to write a book on rest. Cause I'm right. not a very restful person. But everyone says to me, no, that's exactly what you need to write about this subject because you know, it's like, you're a learner on the job and it's exactly. like, and that, and that is much more real. And I think it's actually where most people are. Like most people right. don't do this well. And it's why it's such an important subject. Exactly. It's hard in our culture. It's really hard to do. It's really counterculture. It's so, it's not yeah. just a, oh, this is a nice thing to do. It's like an intentional resistance against a, a wave that's coming at you. And the wave is bigger than you. And there's no real there's no real uh, ability for you to push that wave back on your own strength. And so when you resist that wave, when you are intentional about taking a day of rest, taking a Sabbath, I think there is something that is sacred and holy and supernatural that takes place. And yeah. God steps in and pushes that wave back for you. Um, but it's like, you have to step into that with him. You have to really like engage that rest with him for yeah. that space to happen. Yeah. So when you're saying that you practice it imperfectly and you're not the right person to write about this, um, that makes me wonder the question, like, what do you find the most challenging about Sabbath? Like what, what, what makes you feel like you're doing it imperfectly? I think, I think what I mean by that is that like, we don't Sabbath in the way that I've kind of traditionally heard it talk about, talked about, like we, we rest and we do what's restful for us. But I, you know, it's like when you hear people talk about time with God and you think of a quiet time and you've got to sit quietly in a corner. And it's like the kind of narrow kind of view that you've had of what it means to have a quiet time. Do you guys have that? Do you guys have that song? Um, uh, Read your Bible and pray every day and you'll grow. grow. Did you guys grow up with that? too? Okay. Yeah. That's what I always think of every time I think about like, yeah. And yeah. then, and so, so then, if you're someone who doesn't isn't good at spending a long times of, 
you know, like my husband doesn't like reading the Bible very much because he's not a reader. He just yeah. struggles with reading full, full stop. He's dyslexic. And um, like for, for me, I like reading. So that bit's easy. But mm. there's like parts of, you know, I find it I find it difficult to sit quietly and listen to God, for a, you know, in that respect. Yeah. <laughs> and I find silence very hard. Um, so, yeah, I, I this is what I mean. But I, I think it's more that I feel like I do it imperfectly if you kind of benchmark sabbath as that traditional kind of do it the way that you know jewish culture used to do it and do it exactly at set yeah. time and really rigid but actually if you mean you know for me it's less less about the what you do and it's less about the when you do it even and it's more about the mentality of stepping mm-hmm. into a different headspace mm-hmm. one day a week there's about resting and getting mm-hmm. that step change and that that slower pace of living and for me I think we do that well now we've gone to real rhythm of like okay like we're just moving into a different sort of rhythm of life for this day of the week right. um, and we're just we're getting that step change and you know for me it's more about the principle I guess than mm-hmm. you know of learning to rest than it is about the sort of exact execution yeah. so I suppose it's it's really I say that like we do it imperfectly but it's more about me knowing that there's permission to do it how it works for us as a family and yeah that it's it's more about the heart of it and yeah I think you yeah I think you bring up a really good point that sometimes we look at Sabbath and we think our only options are to either practice it exactly how the Jewish traditional um the traditional Jewish uh custom is to practice Sabbath with a hard line at sundown sundown on Friday and um there's blessings and there's prayers and there's certain foods and stuff like that. Or other option is Sunday, all day, Sunday, go to church, read your Bible, maybe go back to church later on if you're in (laughs) some some denominations, you know? And so, um, or like, you're just, that's a day where all you're supposed to be doing is reading your Bible and praying, right? There's like that idea of Sabbath too. And sometimes we think like, those are our only two options. That's actually not it at all. And the Bible is actually not very prescriptive on what Sabbath is supposed to look like. It's just more about resisting this urge to produce something on your own. And those are like the guidelines that are set out always point back to this idea of providing for yourself more than, um, then it is about like, this is how you, you light a candle. You have this family prayer while those structures are really lovely. And I think there's real beauty in incorporating some of those things into your Sabbath rhythms. Um, I think it's important to note, like you're saying, that Sabbath can be what it needs to be for you and your family to engage God in that day of rest, whatever that might be. And I think it's seasonal as well, isn't it? Like life is different in different seasons. Like you're not going to Sabbath the same if you've got a newborn baby in the house as you are if you've got teenagers. You're just not. And and, and this is the thing, I think it's got to be flexible and fluid enough that you can, it can shift and, and yeah, and just change as you change and grow as a family. Yeah. And I mean, we see that even in the Bible, when you're looking at the different Sabbaths and then they have the different festivals that, mm. that show. So it's like you have your regular rhythms of Sabbath in the Bible, and then you have the regular or the festivals or seasonal rhythms of Sabbath too. And so I think there's a lot of truth in what you're just saying that like, we tend to think of like, oh, we're, we're changing our Sabbath practice. And you're like, no, your Sabbath practice is embracing the season that you're in. Yeah, that's right. 
So I want to circle back before we move on to my next question. I wanted to circle back. You mentioned about six days of work and one day of rest. Do you do that? Do you do that? I know you have a typical nine to five job, but do you consider that you work six days or do you work five days? Like in your mind, what does that week look like? Yeah, my work work week is only five days. But then say like today we haven't Sabbath. Today's Saturday as we're recording. Um, and yeah, we'll do it tomorrow this week because today has just been a full day. Like we had some chores we had to do around the house. Um, we're having some renovation work done at the moment. So my husband's spent half the day doing DIY and painting. Um, I and you do not out. find those things restful, right? No, if you exactly. do. Actually, I have a friend who loves doing DIY and they find it really relaxing to paint. So maybe, you know, stick a podcast on, listen to some worship and like paint away. My mom just did that on Monday. She had had a really busy week and she's like, I need to rest. And she's like, I'm going to, I'm just going to go and paint and just think about nothing. And I was like, that does not sound restful no, to me. That makes that me want to like cringe. <laughs> yeah, I know. And this is the thing, isn't it? It's like one person's rest is another person's work. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually love writing, but it's, to me, it's producing, so I don't do it on like whatever day I'm resting. At the same time, I, it, like some people will say, "Oh, I can't think of anything worse than writing," whereas I actually yeah. enjoy it. So it is actually joy, but for me, it's a discipline not to produce. So that's yeah. part of the stuff I put out. Um, and because also, it I, is work, and I, I think yeah. there's, a, I know for me, there's a difference because I love writing, and I do feel like um, it's enjoyment. It's not. It it doesn't feel work in the moment, yeah. but I know which of it is work and which of it just play. So if I was to go write a like a fiction, like a piece of fiction, that would be play, and that wouldn't be trying to produce anything. Yeah. But any other of my writing, that would be work. That would be producing. Yeah. And so it's really introspective. Like you have to get really introspective. I think yeah, when you're think evaluating that. Right. It's it's as much about the motivation, isn't it? And the mentality behind what you're doing rather than what you're actually doing. So you can you can go for, you know, some do some sport, you know, go and play tennis or go for a swim together as a family on your day off if that's fun time together. But mm-hmm. if you're training for a marathon, then exactly. you know that's not the kind of exercise that is restful. You know, you're not right. that's not a day off. So I feel like it's less about the what and it's more about the mentality and the motivation behind it. And that's really key, I think, for me, because yeah, it's not about legalism, it's about the sort of spirit you're doing something in. Um yes. in terms of, yeah, are you doing this because you're trying to get something done and produce mm-hmm. something and make something and tick there's something There's some off. kind of result. Yeah, there's yeah. some kind of outcome that you're hoping for by doing yeah. that thing. Yeah. Or is it is it something that you're just doing for the love of doing it and just, mm-hmm. you know, to be, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, to enjoy, to kind of be in the moment. Yeah. Right. No, I think that's really wise. A right, that's a really wise phrase that you just said there. It's the motivation and mentality behind what you're doing. And I do think that you have to do that introspection. You have to kind of anal- analyze for yourself what is what it what is the motivation I'm doing this out of. Like, and then for some seasons of life, it might not be work, but then things might shift for you, and it might become work for you. So it. I think it's a constant state of reflection we have to be in, that a constant state of introspection to analyze, is what I'm doing restful? Am I truly engaging in that sacred space? Or am I doing this out of my own striving? Am I 
trying to do this with a certain outcome in place. Yeah. And I think that's so good to go back to your question then. It's like, so yeah, I do only work five days a week in my like paid for work. Right. But I think one, if left to my own devices, every day would be filled with some productivity. Mm-hmm. So therefore we, yeah, we have Saturday and Sunday off from work, but that's not necessarily the same as Sabbath thing. And, right. and for us, we intentionally choose a Saturday or a Sunday as much as we can and say today's going to be a day of rest rather right. than like doing all the other things that we don't do when we're at work full-time so yeah and I it's hope like that laundry and yeah. you know laundry and DIY and like gardening and like running errands you know I think that's what leads people to um think they can't take a day of rest is because they're trying to figure out how they can shove all that stuff into the work week, right? What's typically thought of the work week, right? So they're thinking, I only have, you know, I need this other, you know, I need the weekend to do all these other things I can't do during the work week. And it's like, well, actually, no, you need six days to do all those things and how that shapes out. It's up to you to make that, you know, spread those chores out over the week or spread them out. Like that's kind of how we do it too. It's the same, you know, my husband has his nine to five, during the week, I do things like the podcast and writing and some of my other work during the morning times, but then I homeschool our kiddos. And then, so that's like all within that five day week. Yeah. But then I take Saturday mornings and I continue working on Saturday mornings, doing more of like that um, real creative space work, you know, where you need a couple mm-hmm. hours, you can't just fit it in the cracks. Yeah. Um, and then we start Sabbathing on Saturday evening and go through Sunday evening. And it, when we gave ourselves permission to look at that sixth day and not try to um, push everything into a five-day work week, that's, and, and to recognize that work is more than just your nine to five. Yeah. That work are is these other things, and it's okay for those other things to happen on that sixth day, and that you're really only looking at one day of rest. When we've shifted, I mean, did you find this to be true for you guys too? Like when you kind of shifted to that one day a week um, rest period instead of looking at like I need to get everything done before the weekend. Did it yeah. help you at all? Yeah, and I yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And I think what it meant was we were more focused about getting what we used to do is like all of those other kind of thing, work type things that you have to do during the week right. would just kind of be a bit everywhere. So we didn't do it very well. We just let, let it spread all over the place and then it would spread across all seven days. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's like, well, we'll just be a bit more organized. So some of the things we've shifted online, like now I yeah. do online shopping and get deliveries. So I don't have to worry about that stuff. Right. Um, and um some of it is about being more organized so like we'll do the laundry on a Saturday morning so it's done you know if we're Sabbath thing on Sunday right where we're doing it but we'll like yeah so we'll flex around what's going on in our lives but we'll kind of be organized in terms of making sure that things that need to happen have happened and then it frees up the other day and I think that's right it's about remembering you've got six days actually to do all that stuff and yeah. And just so planning you, to do it in six days rather than letting it bleed into all seven. Exactly. Just like, because you just do it whenever. Exactly. Do you guys have a conversation each week about what that week's going to look like? And if you're going to like what day you're going to Sabbath and like, how do you guys determine which day you're Sabbathing and what you're doing that day? Yeah, I think we tend to look 
at the diary ahead, like, you know, a week or maybe a couple of weeks ahead and see what's coming up. And it's like, oh, you're away with some friends this weekend. So it's not gonna really happen in the same way. Um, mm-hmm. Or like, you know, we're away visiting family for Easter. So we might give that one a miss. But then this week it's like, oh, there's a kids party on Saturday. And there's like a few things we, we may as well make that the kind of work day yeah and then we'll do it on Sunday this week so we'll, mm-hmm. yeah we'll tend to look at the diaries ahead and we have a sh- you know technology is wonderful so we have a shared right. kind of family diary <laughs> online now you know so that's good um so we'll we all sync up so we can see what everyone's doing and right um so yeah we'll tend to have that conversation at some point like so when are we going to have a rest time this week and it's like oh let's do something on Sunday let's let's keep Sunday free or let's yeah, we'll, we'll just, we'll, yeah, we'll normally like look a week. We don't plan far ahead. We'll normally just forecast a week ahead and see what, what we're going to do. I think that's, I think that's really um, important for people to hear that it can, it's a weekly conversation, right? Because yeah. even though we typically have, like, I think what you're saying to us is like, you have a, an ideal and then each week you say, can this ideal be hit or does it have to be adjusted? Yeah. You know, typically we do Saturday, but the Saturday is not going to work. So let's do Sunday. And we have those same kind of conversations in our home too. It's like each week, this ideally we would like it to start Saturday evening and go through Sunday evening, right? Five to five on those two days. And that's typically what we enjoy doing. Does that happen every week? No, but the, the being willing to shift and not let go completely or even shift our mindset on, you know, an Easter weekend is just an extended Sabbath, right? Mm-hmm. You're with family and I don't know your family. Maybe it's a lot of work to be around your family. <laughs> like that's true for some people, yeah. but um, if that's your, if that's your situation, I would just say, you know, if your family's hard to um, navigate in holiday situations, then maybe make your day of rest the next day when you come back home you know it's yeah, like exactly there's that's it and you have to think around it and you know like our family is you know it is good fun it's good fun hanging out so we'll probably take the kids out to do something and then you know some fun activities and then yeah probably eat together in the evening so in a way that is great sabbath how has being in this regular rhythm of a day off changed your life maybe changed your family's life uh in lots of ways i think practically it's given us more headspace or like more time together as a family it's given us more processing time um to like kind of deal with life as it happens to us you know like when you're always on then there's mm-hmm. never any processing time to kind of work out how you feel about life and what's mm-hmm. happened during the week and to process so yeah that's helped and I think we're all less stressed and less rushed um, mm. on a really practical level and I think for me as I was saying it's been a mentality shift as much as anything so you know it's really been that decision to practice Sabbath's been that exactly that sort of resistance to always on never stop culture and um, so for me it's not yeah it's been a realization that it's not just something I do because I'm tired or run down or worn out that's not when I rest I rest because it's about trusting God to do what I'm not going to do and what I can't. So it's about saying, I'll put in as much as I can. And for six days, I'll really serve, serve and work hard and be the best I can be. And then with that extra sort of 
seventh day I'm going to trust God and relax and rest and believe mm-hmm. that my good enough is good enough that exactly you don't always have to be striving and um achieving and always stretching for more or better or working harder faster whatever it's that is such a mentality shift for me and I think it's not something that has come naturally to me so it's that's been a really big mind shift and and so I feel like I've really changed through that that actually it's really changed my spiritual life and it's been less interesting it's been less about oh I spend loads of time with God on my Sabbath like talking to God and spending time in his presence and it's not been necessarily about that for me it's just been about being able to lean into God and lean into his being able to cover what I don't and not being so independent and self kind of um self-reliant self-reliant that's the word I'm looking for yeah and like realizing that I rely on him and Mm. it's been that sort of rewiring of my brain almost like that has brought spiritual freedom um Mm, and so for me that that thing of like um yeah there's there's that other bit isn't there about like about Sabbath about remembering God and that's a really important part of it but for me it's not about like loads of time in God's presence going to loads of church meetings or whatever necessarily um you know those things are all good but for me it's about that it's about that mind shift about remembering God that on the seventh day I get to say oh yeah I've got to remember that it's all about God and it's not all about what I can achieve for myself and like coming away from that sense of independence and self-reliance and um you know and that was very much what it was always about for the Israelites wasn't it it's mm-hmm. like they actually took the time away and part of that Sabbath um rest kind of period was about remembering the Lord and how he delivered them from Egypt and all these different things that he'd done for them and so so yeah I feel like it should have that element of like Thanksgiving and recentering yourself as well in that and for me that's that's been the real big step change it's been that mentality shift to yeah not feeling like I always have to be on and always striving for a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more like if what more can I squeeze out of the week you know I don't Mm -hmm. have to squeeze every last drop like I can do do it and then step back and say god you know everything is in your hands ultimately anyway I love that that's so beautiful so beautiful do you have any tips for the busy mom who wants to practice a day of rest wants to take a step back do you have any tips for her any suggestions um I suppose my biggest tip would just simply be to start small. Like you don't have to do it perfectly and a hundred percent of the time straight away. Just start small. Like you don't even have to start with a whole 24 hour period or a whole day. Mm-hmm. Just take a morning or take an afternoon or, right. you know, just a little bit of time, um, you know, start in a way that makes sense for you or do it every few weeks. If like every mm-hmm. single week seems too much of a stretch, like just, I suppose yeah just start where you are like God likes I think God's pleased when we make that heart move towards him and you know that Mm. turning towards him and I don't think and I think however that looks if it's like just a small step into more levels of rest and into working out what rest is then you know I think that pleases his heart as well you know it's um yeah and and the other thing is to just really think about what is restful to you because I think that for me that was the hardest part of the equation really it was like we're trying to do all these things that I think rest looks like and actually I'm not enjoying it 
Mm-hmm. And the, the thing is, unless it's what you enjoy and what's restful and life giving right. to you, you're going to give up after two weeks anyway. You're going to quit. Like, <laughs> so true. Gonna be like, this is rubbish. This is not enriching in my life. Mm-hmm. And Sabbath absolutely should. Rest absolutely should enrich your life and make it better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think if you're not if you're not feeling that and you're not feeling that it's adding to your life and it's something good, then you're probably not doing it right for you. Um, right. So it's not about taking sort of something off the shelf that works for my family and doing it in your family. It's like, yeah, it's, but I think that's the key question I pose to anyone. And I say this all the time, but it's like, what is restful for you? And I think that's the key question. It's like, yeah, what does rest look like to you? I think if you can answer that and what brings rest and life and gives you that space for your soul to breathe, I think if you can answer that, then you've probably cracked the kind of hardest part of it. Great advice. Well, we could keep talking, couldn't we? And hours and hours. It's Spare such your a, listeners. <laughs> both of us are like, we love rest. We want you to rest. Come on. <laughs> so um I I just thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having this conversation for me. Thank you for sharing all your wisdom, all your insight, all the things that you have for us. Um, before we go, um, I always like to end the episodes with prayer for our listener. Um, and would you mind closing us in prayer? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Great. No problem. Father God, I just pray for anyone who's listening to this podcast and this conversation right now. Um, who's perhaps thinking about this idea of rest and feels that they need more rest in their lives. And, um, perhaps feeling like just a bit overwhelmed, like, where do I start? How do I make the changes? It seems too big. And it seems like there's not enough minutes or hours in the week. Lord, I just pray that you would just um, give them creativity, Lord God, just real out of the box thinking about what rest could look like for them in their everyday life, Lord God, and what a day of rest as a family could look like as well. Lord, I just pray that um, you would just release people from that sense of having to do it a certain way or having to do it all straight away, Lord God, that you would just bring a freedom to just try and do it imperfectly and to have trial and error and to freedom to fail even, Lord God, to have a go and fail sometimes, Lord, that that, um, people would just understand that, yeah, or you're, you're longing for them to take just a step towards this. And I pray that you would just give people ideas, inspirations, creativity, just ways to make this work in their life and their season right now, Lord God. Thank you that you, your heart is for us, God, and that you long for us to know your rest and to live in your rest. And I pray you would just, just even things out of this, this conversation we've had, Lord God, would just unlock doors and new ideas and ways of doing this for different people that are listening now. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. Like just speaking to my soul right now. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you again for being here today. Thank you for the conversation. And um, for those of you who are listening, we'll be back here next week. Hey, I just want to say thank you for joining me for today's conversation. I know many things demand your attention, and I don't take lightly the privilege it is to share your time. I want to make things as easy and simple for you. So I've linked to all the resources mentioned in the episode in the show notes. And you can always find the links and more helpful information on my website, www.rachelferenbach.com. 
As we say our goodbye, let me remind you that what we're talking about in this podcast is not just another thing to add to your to-do list. This is not another expectation for you to live up to. It is a gift outstretched from the hand of your creator, an invitation to press pause on walking alongside Jesus and all the things he's called you to do, and instead sit down across from him and just be with him. It is an invitation to simply Sabbath. <laughs>